Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, my podcast where I call friends of mine living around the country to talk all things NBA, the offseason, free agency, trades, the draft, Kawhi, LeBron, who's going where. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod on Instagram at OnTheLinePod. And uh, yeah, you can always email me your NBA questions if you just want to drop me a line. If you like the show, if you have a question, if you have a suggestion, etc., etc., you can email me at onthelinepod at gmail.com. And um, hey, I just want to say real quick, if you have rated and reviewed the show in iTunes, I just checked that stuff today. I really appreciate it. Um, it goes it goes a long way to the show's uh, visibility in iTunes. So if you haven't, if you like the show, please leave me a review. Drop me a five-star rating. It helps the show out a lot. All right, coming up, we're going to talk to Amir Blumenfeld about all things NBA awards, the draft, Luka Doncic, the Suns, the Sixers, DeAndre Ayton. And then, of course, we are going to get into it, all things Kawhi Leonard, is he being traded? Is he going to the Lakers? Is he going to the Celtics? Is he going to Philly, somewhere else? And of course, who else? LeBron James. Is he headed to Hollywood? We're going to dive into it. So without further ado, you know him from his highly successful podcast, If I Were You. He's one half the duo of Jake and Amir. Let's give a call to my friend, Amir Blumenfeld. All right, it's Thursday, June 28th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. We've got the preeminent Nick Van Exel fan on the line, Amir Blumenfeld. Amir, we are, we got a bunch of stuff to cover, but we are less than 24 hours now from LeBron James and Paul George declaring their player options and hitting the open market. How are you feeling? Uh, Paul George already oh, he's, opted out, right? He's, yeah, he's available. He's a free, yeah, he's out. Uh, LeBron is... CBD waiting to see where the yes. Kawhi chips fall. Yes, but by the time this pod drops, so this is Thursday around one thirty. By the by the time the pod uh, gets published on Friday, we are under the assumption LeBron will have opted out. I, at least yep. I'm under that assumption. What do you think? Is he? He's not. He's not. He's not coming back to Cleveland, right? No, there's nothing for him there. <laughs> hey, I got a question. Are we so you've basically been waiting for this moment for how long? Two years, three years? How long have you been waiting for this moment to happen where LeBron hit the open market again? Uh, it honest, LeBron and the Lakers wasn't really a thing until last offseason. Right. When like the the ringer wrote about it and everyone called them crazy. Yeah, but I feel like there was always the Hollywood buzz, right? Wasn't there like this? Wasn't there always this like looming idea that he wanted to be in Hollywood and had like a production company and had houses in Brentwood and all that? Yeah, but it just it never felt real the way like now it suddenly is felt real or actually felt real. It felt like I don't know. I've always rooted for LeBron and I've always rooted for the Lakers, and the idea of rooting for them both at the same time never even still didn't feel real. Yeah. So I have a question. Are we at the point now where we actually just prefer the off season to the regular season and like the postseason? Like is the draft and free agency and trade season at least as fun, if not more fun than just like boring old professional basketball games? Yeah, it's definitely more fun than why? Like after Christmas and before the All Star. Yeah, break. is it because the la- is it because the Warriors are just murdering the whole league? So this is the one, the few months that we sort of enable ourselves with like fantasies of maybe being able to beat them. Yeah, because the, the regular season feels 
a little bit useless, a little, a little bit inevitable. Right. Um, I remember last time I was on the podcast was right before the playoffs started. I gave Warriors plus 140 win, to win the whole thing. At right. My lock, of, lock of the year. <laughs> I don't know if anybody took me up on that. Um, I sure as hell didn't. I don't, just it, as a heads up, it did end up, it, it ended up happening. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. What, it was plus 140. That's right. Which means it was according to Vegas, they thought it was, there was a less than 50% chance that the Warriors would win the championship before the playoffs started. What the hell it's were weird we to thinking? Think, I think we were thinking that Steph was hurt and we didn't know how well he'd be and yeah. then the Rockets were hot. Yeah. And you know what? Which With held true. Things, yeah. Yeah, like if, if Steph was hurt and the Rockets were hot, they would have beat the Warriors. And I feel like the Rockets held up their end of the bargain, you know? I mean, I don't I think if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, that that series would have been what it would have at least been a more competitive end of the series. Um yeah. yeah. It's going to be a crazy it's going to be a crazy series that's going to be lost in like the Warriors are going to win four more championships and no one's going to even remember it, but people will be like, "Wait, remember when the Rockets pretty much beat the Warriors? Like <laughs> yeah. that was that was a weird two weeks." Did Jordan's Bulls ever have a close call like that? I'm trying to think. I know the Magic got really competitive. Well, the, the Magic beat the Bulls the year Jordan came back, right, and was yes, wearing 45. That's, that's the equivalent. Yes, no one talks about that. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone pretends like Jordan did not play in that series. But They're he like, did. You he won did. six in a row. He yeah. won six in a row. <laughs> well, that one doesn't count. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was he playing? Yeah, but like, but he was playing it. baseball. You got to understand. Yeah, yeah. You got to understand that like three months before then he was playing baseball. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But during the series he was playing <laughs> basketball and the Orlando Magic beat him. Yeah, it definitely counts. Um, Nobody talks about the Magic beating Jordan's Bulls. They don't say Jordan's Bulls. They say that that's by the Rockets. They don't say they beat Jordan's Bulls with Michael Jordan on the way to the championship. No, he was definitely on that team, but it somehow yeah. gets like swept under the carpet like it was uh, Tony Kukoc and Scottie Pippen that lost to the Magic, but Jordan definitely played for the Bulls on that we team. We should watch that. We should watch that series again. That's yeah, really that'd be a fun rewatch for sure. For sure. Because you got Jordan ends up winning three championships after that, so it's not like he's washed up. Is he like Tired. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. I, I don't remember those games. Well, he came back. Don't you remember he came back out of retirement and he was wearing yep. 45 and then the Knicks, I forget exactly what happened, but someone on the Knicks, like I think someone in the media maybe pissed him off and he, that night at Madison Square Garden, he swapped out his 45 jersey for a 23 and he torched the Knicks and he, so he finished out the regular season strong, but I, I think he just wasn't, you know, he just wasn't sharp enough against the Magic. And that was when Penny was like at the the height of his powers and he and Shaq were just throwing lobs to each other. And man, that was a fun team. Fun team. And nobody brings that up in the LeBron v. Jordan debate. No one. But whatever. All right. So look, this is uh, this is what I want to cover in the pod today. These are some of my objectives. I don't know how much time we're going to have here, but so some of the things I want to get to. So we, we basically have, I'm going to give you a couple appetizers, and then I just want to get to the main course and then dessert. So appetizers, we're looking at the NBA awards. Uh, we could talk a little draft. It's been, a, it's been a, about 10 days since I've uh, done a pod. So I, we should do a couple quick hits on that. And then I just want to hop right into a to the big juicy main course, which is Lakers free agency and Kawhi and Paul George and all that stuff. And then maybe we'll play a little uh, free agent match matchmaker, but um, real quick. So the NBA awards were Monday, June 25th. Uh, Harden is your MVP. Simmons, your rookie (laughs) of the year. 
Dwayne Casey, your coach of the year, Rudy Gobert, your defensive player of the year, and sweet Lou Williams, your sixth man. Any surprises here for you? I guess the biggest surprise is why the awards were two and a half months after the regular season. Wait, how long were they? Was it, wasn't it? was it also like a two-hour award show? Two-hour award show, five awards. Jesus. Happened literally, like the, the regular season ended like April 12th or something. I mean, just, uh, did you watch it? Did you watch the show? I like DVR'd it, so I was like fast-forwarding. Yeah, you just like, fast-forward to Harden's speech, swap. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and even Harden's speech. Yeah, honestly, the I, I just wanted to see Dwayne Casey's speech because that to me was the most yeah. fun moment of the night. I was like, what is this guy going to say? But um, yeah, Hard, Harden's your MVP. Um, the quick hits on him, 30 points, nine assists a game. He leads the Rockets to the best NBA regular season record this past year. Ben Simmons, that, you know, there was some, some uh, I don't know, some controversy about whether Ben Simmons should, be quali- should qualify as a rookie, uh, but he beats out Donovan Mitchell. He obviously spent the first year in the league injured on the sideline, so last year was the first year he played, so he's eligible as a rookie, flirting with triple-doubles on a nightly basis. I don't know. Any, anything here you want to cover? Um, you know, Dwayne Casey lost his job. The, the, the Raptors had a franchise-best 59 wins, earned the number one seed, and, of course, they get eliminated in the second round by, by the Cavs. Yeah, that's yeah. why I lost yeah, I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm good on on talking about NBA awards. I, it's just not that interesting to me. You want to talk draft highlights real quick? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I don't know for you uh, any of the big stories coming out of the draft, but um, I mean, I think the, the the big thing for me was Luka Doncic getting traded uh, from the Hawks to the Mavs. We had a, a draft night trade. The Mavs trade the rights to Luka and give up a 2019 first round pick. The Hawks move back to the number five slot and take Trey Young. Um, what are your thoughts? Are you a are you a Luka believer? Believer? Nice. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. He looked great in, uh, on YouTube clips. And, sure. Uh, it seems like Luka was the most underrated player, and they traded him for the most overrated player, which wow makes makes sense if you're a team just that's just struggling to fill in seats. It seemed like more of a marketing move than a basketball move for the for the maps uh for the, oh, the uh, Hawks. for the Hawks. for the Hawks. yeah they're like Hawks. all right let's get trey young he shoots 30 footers it'll be sure. fun if he turns into steph curry if not it really doesn't matter we're the hawks we're the hawks we're not like we intend we're not to be bad slowly building yeah. a contender here absolutely absolutely and then they also for that trade they also got an extra first round pick Okay. Great. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of the scuttlebutt coming out of the trade is that the Mavs now may look to make a run to be real competitive. Um, They may look to kind of speed up the whole rebuild process. Obviously, they have Dennis Smith Jr., who they drafted last year. They're going to pair him with Luka. Um, And that's kind of your two ball handlers. Pair them with Harrison Barnes. Maybe get Nowitzki coming off the bench. Um, and there's kind of some buzz that maybe they go into free agency and look to actually acquire like a veteran piece at, to play center, maybe a DeAndre, yeah. maybe a DeAndre, yeah. maybe a uh, maybe a Julius Randle, maybe a Dwight. Yeah, I don't know. Could you see it? Uh, that's a, yeah, it's an eighth seed. Maybe eighth they, seed. they're hovering in the Denver range, which is better than you know where they were last year, which was losing to teams that are actively trying to tank. Yeah, I think, I don't know, man. If I were Cuban, I wouldn't rush that rebuild. Like, what's the point, you know? Like, I, I just think they need to devote themselves to another, like, two or a year and a half or two years of just acquiring lottery picks. 
Um, yeah. Like, I mean, right. if they if they add like thirty two year old DeAndre Jordan to their team, are they like you said anything better than an eighth seed next year? Uh, no, but Cuban and Carlisle don't seem to be. Yeah. Have the patience for a rebuild. Yeah. The other story coming out of the draft for me is you know. The baby, the baby Phoenix Suns. I mean, the tide, the tide may be turning now in Phoenix. They select obviously Devin Booker in 2015, Josh Jackson in 2017. Obviously, the jury's still out on Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris, who they they took uh, two years ago, I guess. But now they add the number one overall pick, seven footer DeAndre Ayton and uh, Mikael Bridges, the guy out of Villanova. You know, Ayton's going to have an immediate role with the team. I mean, he's going to be a go-to player offensively. And I think if you pair him with Booker playing inside and out, that's going to be a fun combo. And they're certainly going to be, you know, one of the, the fun teams to watch on NBA League Pass. Yeah, and that's all you can ask for. If your team's not good, you at the very least want them to be young and exciting. you got to like, be watching. Like, yeah, like Carl Towns and Wiggins before Butler got there. They're like, we're not good, but uh, let's see some alley-oops. We're Zach interesting. Levine, yeah. Yeah, we're interesting. We're interesting. Yeah. I mean, the sad, you don't want to be in a place where you're not even interesting. That's like the real sad place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other, the other story for me was Philly. I mean, Philly obviously doesn't have a GM um, because of uh, uh, Brian Colangelo and his burner accounts. So they have, uh, they have uh, old Brett Brown running the ship for the draft. And they took Mikhail Bridges, whose mom, I guess, is the uh, vice president of human resources for the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh. And, then, yeah, good for her. and then promptly traded him uh, like half an hour later to the Suns for Zaire Smith and a uh, 2021 first round pick that originally belonged to the Miami Heat, which is unprotected. <laughs> which, which everyone is like, love it. Like when Dude. I first read him, I'm like, all right, that seems like a throwaway. But like everything I listened to is like, that 2021 oh, baby. might be a fucking asset. Dude, yeah, that's going to that, that, be a juicy like, one. Why? Yeah, it's yeah. also in two, three years. Yeah. Why yeah. is the juiciest pick? Well, I think maybe because uh, the idea that at that point, maybe high schoolers are back in the game. So maybe you're just throwing yeah. darts at the dartboard, you know, take a take a 18-year-old kid out of high school. I don't know. Take a McDonald's All-American, give him a, put a, throw a jersey on him, see if he can play. Okay, yeah. Maybe, yeah, uh, or maybe he's uh, Jonathan <laughs> Bender. Who, yeah. uh, I, that doesn't turn out to be anybody. Have you heard about this? Uh, the term, the double draft, the year that they decide to let high schoolers in, will be a double draft. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about this. I've heard it just like loosely floated. So let's say it's in 2021, the year they let high schoolers in. Uh, people are starting to call it the double draft because you'll not only get the best high schoolers from 2020 who have to play a year of college. You're also getting the best high schoolers in 2021 who are now eligible. eligible. To oh, sweet. Oh, that is, r- uh, dude, that's really nice. You're getting like the Double pick of the draft. litter. Yeah, pick of the litter right Double there. Double draft. All right. So before we leave the draft, can you make a case for any of these guys out of the gate next year as an early rookie of the year candidate? Uh, we have we have Aiton with the Suns. So uh, I'll give you like yeah. the top 10 or 15 picks. Number one, DeAndre. Uh, you don't you have, have to give me the fifteen. It's eight. Oh, it's eight. Save your breath. Save your breath. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We, we can't even make a case for the bag man, Marvin Bagley, in Sacramento. Can you imagine Sacramento being good enough at basketball to produce a rookie of the year? What about Mo Bamba like, in Orlando? Again, like <laughs> what, what he's playing with Aaron Gordon. Like, what do you? What, what do you expect? What, what's 
kid from Mo Bamba. Is he going to be going for 20 and 10? Like, they're not good enough of yeah. a team to produce enough stats to get a rookie of the year. All right, so like, so we're, we want to put a little bread maybe on DeAndre Ayton for rookie of the year. Yeah, I think, again, he's like the Warriors were uh, before the playoffs. He's uh, around a plus 140, plus 120. I think if he comes out of the gate hot, and they're, they're, they're also relying on him. Um, like with any rookie, you want like a lot of usage. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think he's just going to be I a stats. Going to be used the most. Yeah, he's just going to be a stats eater. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that the yeah. team's going to be any good, but he's going to be eating every night. They're just going to be giving him, I don't know, fifteen shots a game, um, just playing in the post, ripping rebounds down. He's going to have a full. You know, he's going to he's going to be a great fantasy basketball player. That's right. Um, yeah. All right. Listen, that's the draft. Uh, let's let's hop into it here with a little bit of main course. I know you're hungry, so uh, let's start with um, let's start with Kawhi. Uh, so Woj reports late Wednesday night, Thursday a.m. that the Lakers have reengaged the San Antonio Spurs on trading uh, on, on trying to acquire M- all NBA forward Kawhi Leonard. Basically, Woj lays out the implications here in his article, saying that. You know the stakes are at an all-time high for the Lakers. There's there's a belief that the Lakers will acquire or trying to acquire Kawhi Leonard, and if they do, it would likely clinch a free agent commitment from LeBron. Um, uh, Le- yeah, LeBron has until late Friday night to opt out of the final year uh, final year of his contract with the Cavs. So I don't know, man. How do you feel about the price the Lakers would have to pay in order to acquire Kawhi Leonard? Is it too much? Is it too rich? If we talk about like uh, Brandon Ingram, uh, Kuzma, right. Lonzo kind of deal, right? So when talking about what the Lakers have to give up for Kawhi, the problem is they're not just getting Kawhi; they're getting Kawhi and then probably at least one of LeBron and Paul George. So when you're like looking at their young assets and like as a sentimental Laker fan, I would love to see Kuz and Lonzo and Ingram and see what they like develop into in four, five, six years. Of course. But for someone like Magic Johnson who's like, give me two off seasons or I'll kill myself. <laughs> his, his options are like, yeah, let's, let's sell the farm. Like we yeah. are, it's now or never like, Yes, Kuz might grow into something that resembles Kawhi, and Ingram might grow something into something that resembles Paul George. Or I can snap my fingers, and they can become those players. Yeah. So there is no patience. There is no, like, let's wait and see. There's no, like, let's hold on and see what's happening in 2019 or 2020 or 2021. Maybe we can get that heat pick. Like, the... The Lakers should be sliding their roster across the table to Greg Popovich, and they'll say, just choose. This is your menu. What do you want to order? So I have a question for you. Um, so Woj has been re- basically reporting every everything between Mark Stein, Woj, Ramona. Uh, all these people have sort of indicated that it's at this point we're down to Kawhi being trade or the Spurs being most interested in the, the Celtics and the Laker rosters. Um, yes. Why are the Lakers uniquely? Why are the Why are the Lakers uniquely uh, interested in Kawhi? Like it seems that Boston is being a little more cautious in their approach. And why are the Why are the Lakers, like you said, willing to slide their entire roster across the table and say, "Pick whatever you like," as opposed to the because- Celtics, who are just seemingly more cautious. The Celtics don't need Kawhi. Right. And the Lakers need him. 
Why? That's the, that's the difference. Why do they need him? Is it because like, is it because the, the Laker brand has been down the last few years? Yes, they need a star, and they need him now, and they have nobody that comes even close. And why do you uh, feel you like argue, why do you feel like they need him now as opposed to like a year from now? Because we've missed the playoffs for four straight years and we haven't won a championship in nine years and they're like, All right, this is the Lakers here. And the we're Lakers not the Western Conference Finals every decade and we're failing. And the Lakers are the most important professional sports team in Southern California, correct? Ooh, good question. Uh, either them or the San Diego Padres. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, yeah, or, or the LA Galaxy. Yeah, sure. No, the Galaxy have been red hot. Um, yeah. So the the thing is, the Lakers are kind of uniquely desperate here, and and the Spurs yeah. the Spurs know that, and also yep. the the Lakers are. You know, there there's a flip side to the coin which we haven't talked about, which is like Kawhi didn't play basketball the last year. You know? And, oh yeah. I mean you is that is did. that fair? Is that fair to he mention? Played, he played nine he played nine games. Oh. Another thing nobody talked about. Yeah. Those nine games are the Bulls versus Magic in the ninety five Eastern semis <laughs> of the regular season. Of the Kawhi of the Kawhi two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen season. Yeah, sure. So what happened in those nine games? Did he play well? Did he like his teammates? Was he injured? No, How dude, was his he was frowning. He was frowning the whole time. They're like, shoot, Did shoot. Did his uncle watch those games? No, his uncle was just frowning and was like, I need a better shoe deal. My, my nephew needs a better shoe deal. Here's so, a question for you. Yes. As a, as a, I'm a Laker fan. Yeah. So I can't even process this mm-hmm. in a non-biased way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it make sense to you that the best players in the NBA are so desperate to play for the Lakers who are currently one of the worst teams in the NBA? For me, it makes sense. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to play for the Lakers? They rule, but you're not from the like you're it, not from LA. Does it make sense yeah, to you? Like it, why? No, why it, don't they want to play anywhere else? It doesn't. It doesn't. So I'm from New York, and to me, this totally resembles the Yankees. Like the Yankee, you know, like the Yankees net right now have grown uh, like a young farm team, and they just acquired Giancarlo Stanton, who's this like superstar, won the MVP last year, right? So they they effectively did what the Lakers have been doing the last few few years, which is like they grew a farm and they promoted all their kids from like the farm team. And now they're really good. And then they went out and acquired like a big stud free agent guy. And they're, they're, they're a juggernaut. I understand why people want to play. I understand why like star players want to play for the Lakers. I find it a little curious. What's that? Because there's a built in fan base there. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know about that. I think it's like, I think people are really attracted to, like living in Los Angeles, like it's a great place. Who wouldn't want to live in Los Angeles? Um, Correct. But why do they not want to play for the Clippers? I think there's a history. Like there's a there there's a cachet to being the guy or being on the team that got the Lakers back to their glory years. And there's a cachet. There's like a cachet to hey, if I win a ring with the Lakers we are going to be at award we're going to be at ceremonies every couple of years and there's going to be Kobe Bryant and Shaq and I'm going to be with all these and Magic Johnson you know what i mean like you're part of this great history of of it's a dynasty a history yeah 
I don't understand. Here's what I don't understand, though. I don't understand the mentality of why don't we go to the Lakers and in the process have them gut their team? Like, to me, that resembles so much the Carmelo Anthony model. When Carmelo forced his way out of the Nuggets and onto the Knicks, he basically had the Knicks gut their roster for him. So he could, sp- so he could spend like an extra six months with the team. It was the most asinine thing. It was like the most like self-absorbed asinine thing, and I totally understand wanting to play in a place like New York. I totally understand wanting to play in a place like L.A. with the Lakers, like a marquee franchise. But set yourself up for success because if you fail, if you fail with the Lakers or if you fail with the Yankees or the Knicks, you- if you fail with the Celtics, it's infamous, right? It's not a good look. So, yeah, I, I, I understand. Goes there, he's assuming Paul George will and LeBron will. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and those guys, point, those guys are incredibly savvy and they're obviously having conversations behind closed doors that we're not privy to. So I just hope they know what they're doing and, you know, Hey, look like LeBron, uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch knew better than all of us. And they, they organized a thing and, you know, it took them a year, but eventually they won a championship and they had four incredible years in Miami together. So if they, if, if, if LeBron Kawhi and, and Paul George or Chris Paul or, or, or Boogie Cousins or whoever it is, if they can organize a trio, all the, all, all the more power to them. Um, but I think, I think they are talking. They have to be texting each other. Of course. Like, it doesn't make sense for them, those three to split up. Like, their strength in numbers. They want to play with each other. And it seems like the NBA is split up into, like, the contenders and then this developmental league within the league. So, like, there's a, yeah. there's a minor system within the NBA. I'm going to float, I'll, uh, towards the end of the podcast, I'll float some gambling odds at you for next year. But you will be... Well, you're like a proficient gambler, so you maybe won't be surprised, but I was very surprised at how many teams actually had... There's basically like five teams that that Vegas gave decent odds to win the NBA championship for next year. And it's like, you would be surprised how, like, the Knicks have, like, the eighth or, like, the 10th best odds to win the championship. You know what I mean? It's like, it's basically like... it's like the Rockets, the Warriors, the Celtics, and a, and one or two other teams, and then everyone else. They're just like lumped in like a plus fifteen thousand uh, class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. you're either you're either one of the teams that's vying for the championship, or like you said, you're in developmental mode. Yeah, and then I think they can charge a little. Vegas can put a little premium on the Knicks because they're like because it's fun. A lot of people in New York. Will- make a sentimental bet whether they're 20 to 1 or 80 to 1 so let's put them at 20 to 1 well i'm gonna give you we'll we'll get to it but what do you why don't i just give it to you now what do you think the odds right now are for the lakers to win the nba championship uh i think i saw somewhere they were almost like plus 450 right i wow i have them right now at plus 600 yeah 
assuming to, they're basically to give you to give you some context the rockets are plus 750 right exactly <laughs> well imagine what those odds will be if lebron of Kawhi, and paul george yeah. are in la it'll, it'll that's, be plus 200 that's vegas basically just now. vegas just like trolling us being uh, yeah. trolling laker fans basically like what, or, or maybe they know what are what are you willing to what are you willing to imagine yeah all right so the laker free agency uh to me, it looks basically like a three-pronged approach in terms of like improving their offseason, improving their team in the offseason. It's basically, you know, uh, sign uh, or uh, try to acquire Kawhi Leonard in a trade, convince the Spurs to trade him. That's step one. Step two is sign LeBron James. And step three is try to lure Paul George away from Oklahoma City. And if you can get one or two of those things to happen, it's, it's uh, your great... And if somehow you can get two, that's even better. And I don't even I don't even know if you can get all three guys, but that's that's the plan. We can, we can get all three if we find a taker for Luol Deng. And I don't know who wants Luol Deng and for what. Right. So my question for you is of those of those three guys that I mentioned, Kawhi, LeBron, and Paul George, what is your ideal Lakers super team? If I could if I can only give you two. Who would you like to cast as your Batman and Robin? Um, probably LeBron one, Kawhi two, okay. and then we would keep Randall. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I uh, yeah, I mean, on face value, I obviously totally agree, but you know, if they if if they just sign if they just sign LeBron and Paul George outright, that basically means they can keep their kids, right? Like they they. Do they need to trade off Ingram or Lonzo or Kuzma in order to sign both of those guys? Uh, no, they have enough cap space to sign both of them um, without take, ripping up the roster. But that would take Randall off the table. Okay, so they'd have to let Randall walk, and they would, yep. st- would they they would still have to find a taker for Dang, right? N- I think they can afford two max contracts even with Dang. So. I'm not necessarily the biggest Paul George fan, but that's a pretty sweet scenario, I think. If you can keep the young roster intact and then add two premier all-NBA players, and one of, one of which is like maybe arguably the greatest player of all time, LeBron James, um, I'm all in. I'm all in yeah. on that team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'd be happy with those two. So, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I yeah. would like the three. <laughs> sure. But after watching Wayne Ellington, Ryan Kelly, and Tarek Black start for the Lakers, I would take Kuz, Lonzo, Paul George, and LeBron. All right, let me make you an offer. Ingram, Kuzma, Josh Hart, a first-rounder, and Julius Randle, you got to sign and trade him to me for Kawhi. You're doing that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. And if you're the Spurs, you got to do that. You have to do it because I'm again. I'm not just getting Kawhi. You're saying those three players. Yeah, you're Kawhi, LeBron, exactly. and then Paul George. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I want to get uh, a couple of predictions from you here. So it's currently Thursday, June 28th. Uh, this pod will probably be coming out tomorrow, the 29th. When? How do you see all this unfolding? Like, when is Kawhi moving? Is it today? Is it tonight? Is it tomorrow? Saturday over the weekend? And. And when does LeBron sign? Who who is the first domino to fall here? It seems like Kawhi's is the most pressing, and yet the Spurs can just sit. They can wait. And hold up the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron and Paul George will make their decision. When's July first? That's a Tuesday, right? July. No, that's a Sunday. July first is uh, Sunday. 
Yeah, I think it's Sunday. Let me look at it. Wow. So we could know between between Sunday and Wednesday. That's between the first and the fourth. That's when Paul George and LeBron will make their decision. Yeah, July first is Sunday. Yeah. Holy shit, that's gonna happen fast. Okay. So what's your prediction for LeBron and Kawhi making announcements Saturday night? Uh, I think LeBron makes his on the 4th of July, Paul George um, the day before, and then Kawhi is still on the Spurs. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. And gun to your head, gun to your head, uh, where where do you see everyone going? You have LeBron on the Lakers. You have Kawhi. Where? Um, either the Lakers, the Sixers, or the Celtics. I mean, it's hard for me to say. I'll just predict the Lakers, just because when it happens, I'll be happy. So so thrilled, yeah. Okay, great. Um, okay, and then here's the next question I have for you. Who is the next? Okay, so let's say it all shakes out. We have Kawhi and LeBron on the Lakers. Uh, Paul George decides to re-sign with Oklahoma City. Now, now <laughs> it's now it's now it's mid July. Who is the next marquee name to request a trade? Is it request a trade or sign? Like Boogie might be. No, I want a straight up dude. No, I want a straight. I'm not interested in free agents. I know who those guys are. I want a straight up disgruntled 25 year old saying, "Now I want to be traded too." Um, Oh, someone. Yeah. DJ count. How about how about can I get a Carl Anthony Towns? Can I get a Jalen Brown? A Stephen Adams? Maybe a Porzingis? A Devin Booker, a Brad Beal, Ben Simmons, Giannis, Donovan Mitchell. Any of these guys? Can, uh, can we get a, a trade request from any of these guys? Uh, Town seems maybe the most likely because Minnesota is a little bit disgruntled. But I don't know. Let's uh, let's see how free agency goes before people start requesting a trade to the super team or not. Okay. Can you imagine a world where Paul George decides to not only stay in Oklahoma City, but play with Russell Westbrook? And Carmelo Anthony for uh, another year. Uh, Carmelo, that's a whole other podcast. That guy, man. I don't think anything would surprise me more than Paul George resigning in OKC. Who's like openly like pines for the life in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I would rather spend another year playing with the two worst teammates. Yeah. In NBA history. Yeah. Hey, real quick, let me, uh, let's play a little game of NBA uh, free agent matchmaker. So I'm going to give you the top 10 teams with the most cap space. We have, we have the Lakers. They got $61 million available. We've been talking a bunch about yeah, that. Yeah, they do. We, <laughs> chill. Eight players signed. They, we have the Bulls, $39 million. The 76ers, they got $30 million. The Hawks got $29 million. The Kings have $24. The Mavs got money. The Rockets have $21 million. The Magic, the Suns, and the Pacers. Give me a home... Give me, give, give me a under-the-radar home for one of these guys that maybe we aren't expecting. We've talked about LeBron. Um, we haven't talked about Durant. We haven't talked about uh, Chris Paul. We haven't talked about Nikola Jokic, Clint Capella, DeAndre Jordan, DeMarcus Cousins, Aaron Gordon, Julius Randle, Marcus Smart, Derek Favors, J.J. Redick. You have an interesting landing spot for any one of those guys? Here's, a, here's an interesting one. I yeah. think the Bulls, who have cap space... Yeah, 39 million bucks. I think they'd be interested in taking Dang's contract because he played for them. Okay. And then if we send him Lonzo Ball because he's wow. a big name for a big city. Wow. I think that would be accepting for all parties. Okay, Dang and Lonzo to Chicago for yep. cap relief, basically, for the Lakers. Any any expiring lower-term contract. 
And where do you see where do you see Boogie Cousins, Boogie Cousins going? Um, how about Dallas? Yeah, that makes sense. Are you concerned at all about his uh, Achilles? Yeah, that's why I'm sending him to Dallas. <laughs> great, great. And uh, let me throw some gambling stuff at you here. So I love that. NBA championship odds. We have Golden State. Let me know if you like any of these odds. Golden State, I got plus 140. The Celtics, I got plus 550. The Lakers, plus 600. The Rockets, plus 750. The 76ers, plus 850. And then it goes like this. The Cavs are plus 1,800. <laughs> the, the Oklahoma City Thunder are plus 2,500. And the Spurs are plus 2,500. And then the Jazz are plus 4,000. You got you got a under the radar pick for me here. Uh, the Cavs is kind of spicy because if LeBron resigns sure. there, if he's resigning um, there, dude, he's bringing be, someone with him. Exactly, and they they could be in the finals if they re, if he resigns, they're likely to be back in the finals. I would say, and at eighteen to one, that's a pretty amazing odds. Yeah, um, how about I got the twenty eighteen men's uh, Nathan Nathan's hot dog eating contest winner. I got Joey Chestnut minus seven fourteen, and then I got the field at plus four twenty five. Wow, Chestnut prohibitive favorite. <laughs> yeah, Chestnut prohibitive favorite. Um, you're not making a lot of money by going Chestnut. Why don't you just take the field? Sure, and let's... then hope that he <laughs> hope that he chokes or something. Great, let's take the field. You got anything for me on the World Cup? You got a a winner that you want to uh, tease for our audience? Uh, I like whoever comes out of Argentina and France. Okay. Um, that's a round of 16 matchup. And then um, Croatia or Belgium um, are playing really, really well. And I think they might all be like in the plus 500 range right now. Great. Um, before I let you go, I just want to give you a little, uh, I'm going to test your knowledge here of athletics and Judaism, um, like we Ooh. always do. <clears throat> so um, let's go. You want multiple choice or true or false? Let's go multiple choice. Okay. Uh, all right. At which sporting event, at which sporting event location was the first kosher food stand opened in 2003? The USTA National Tennis Center, Giant Stadium, MetLife, Yankee Stadium, or Fenway Park? Definitely not Fenway. Okay. Um, so you got Yankee Stadium, Giant Stadium, or the USTA National Tennis Center. Is that the one in Flushing? Yeah. Let's go tennis. A lot of rich shoes watch tennis. It's Giant Stadium. It's MetLife. We have uh, strictly kosher stands serve hot dogs, knishes, pretzels, chicken nuggets, briskets, and corned beef sandwiches at MetLife. They can be found in the field level, sections 121 and 144, the 300 level, as well as the mezzanine club level. Wow, good for them. Yeah. Shout out to Sage Rose themselves. Uh, all right, Amir, thanks for hopping on the pod. Is there anything you want to plug? Where, where can people find you online? What's your handle on Twitter? Uh, tweet your uh, congratulations to me at, uh, at Jake Amir on Twitter. Um, when LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi are holding up their jerseys. Uh, all right, Amir, thanks for hopping on the pod. Good luck with your courtship of LeBron, and uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. It's fun to be a Lakers fan, you know? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right, that's a conversation with Amir Blumenfeld. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at onthelinepod underscore pod. You can email me at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show in iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. And hey, if you're going to be in Vegas next week, I will be at Summer League. Hit me up. Find me. I'll be out there. I will talk to you guys next week.